oh, I've still got the music going on in the background there. Probably should turn that off, you know. Uh, but hello and welcome to the DC UK podcast. This is season four and episode 18. And as always, I'm your host, James Graham. Uh, alongside me, we've got Daniel and Tom. And uh, for this week, I'm going to come to Daniel. Um, how are you doing? Uh, so a little bit of news. This uh, will be the last time you'll see this background oh. on the show. <laughs> Because uh, we are moving this weekend, we're selling our house. We're moving. We're buying a new house. It's it's all happening like basically within three days, and it's gonna be so stressful. But um, we're we're moving along. We're doing good, and uh, yeah, very excited to talk about what's going on with DC United now. Indeed. How, how long has it been since you? put the house up on the market and everything's gone through because it feels like it hasn't been that long uh you know um gosh we listed july 4th and then um we actually signed on it uh oh like i want to say the 7th or the 8th so it was real quick it was within one week we sold our house uh that was wild like i learned so much uh doing this whole process selling a house and then buying a house and that like within a two week stretch we sold our we sold our house and then we bought a house and ooh, wow it's just it's a lot it's been like what oh by the way i got married this summer so you know oh, yeah i mean you know it's been pretty light yeah i mean that feels like that i mean compared to what the process is over here in the uk the fact that you've you put your house up you bought a new house and you're moving in like within six weeks. Yeah, isn't the UK pretty uh, pretty weird in terms of like you don't even need to have a real estate license to become a real estate agent in England? No, it's, I remember no, looking something up about that. Like you don't have to take a test or anything. No, that like, doesn't what? sound right. You just sat, you just show people around the house and go, "Do you want it?" See, yeah, like <laughs> that's literally it. There's no, there's no. I don't think there's. I mean, I've never done the job, obviously, because I'm just spouting absolute nonsense right now. But yeah, um, I, I mean, the whole process for us to, I mean, from when we've sold our last place to moving in, um, from the day that we had an offer on our place to when it must have been sixteen weeks. Wow. And that's and the average for here in the UK is about twelve weeks. Well, yeah. so the fact way. that you were uh, gone through that whole process within the matter of six in weeks, half the just, time, yeah, ah, is um, is absolutely insane. So, but, but honestly, it could have been done sooner. You know what's what's really funny? <laughs> what is we we didn't make this move because. Uh, it, Basically, Adrian, she she's starting her school year. And so, uh, yeah, we're just kind of moving close to like where she's at. She had a bunch of stuff she, she had to get ready. So like mm. we could not go like bang, bang, bang. Yeah. I also had to kind of work out stuff with my job and start kind of like a remote process now. So we're spacing things out. The, the thing is, we did so much this summer. We, we didn't even take a honeymoon. So, like, that's not coming until wow. around the holidays. And then we're, uh, yeah, we just took it one step at a time. And that's that's really the, the way you can do it. Yeah, that's fair. 
Uh, yeah, fair play for you to get moved in that sort of time frame. That's just madness, but... Uh, well, and it's really rough, so this weekend's going to be super awkward. I don't mean to make this the real estate uh, <laughs> podcast, but uh, no, we so we aren't officially able to move into the house until Monday, but we right. have to move out of this house tomorrow. So we worked out a deal to store our stuff in the like huge like detached garage. So we are going down Friday, putting a whole bunch of stuff in that garage. Then we're going back to to <laughs> my wife's uh, parents' house to pick up all the stuff we got for our wedding, so bridal <laughs> shower and wedding gifts. And then we're moving all that stuff uh, again. But we won't be able to move it until Monday. So all of that is going to sit in the garage. And then we, when we sign on Monday, which isn't until like 4 p.m., <laughs> we will essentially be homeless. So Jeez. it's, it's wow. kind of nuts. Uh, uh, so we'll, we'll have to kind of figure something out for for that time span. But we're yeah. be fine. It's fine. Easy. <laughs> Tom. How'd you top that? <laughs> well, to bring it back to a real estate podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> um, no, I was just thinking about it because one of my prior professions was actually uh, in real estate. And Ooh. I actually, which is why I was so like amazed about the English, you know, like standards for becoming a real estate. I had to do like 160 hours, take two different tests. Um, you have to be signed up with like a real estate company before yep. you can even practice. Yep. I mean, it's insane. And, and yeah. And then I remember going, going to England and being like, Oh, they just like put pictures of houses on like shop yeah. windows. And then you just like buy it. Oh, don't even like, do what? It. Don't even do that these days. It's just on, on a website. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it. it's nuts to me. Yeah. There's even, but, Oh, and then just one last thing, I guess, just to really puff this out, is my profession in D.C. was I did communications for the D.C. Association of Realtors. So, like, oh, no there it is. Yeah. Wow. And as uh, as Dave Johnson always says, ran out of real estate. Looks yep. like he ran out of real estate on that one. Oh, no. So, uh, no, otherwise, things are good. I'm working a lot. I got in another Twitter argument with Alexi Lawless yesterday. Oh, what did you say? What did you say? He's my least favorite person in the world. Oh, my God. (laughs) I mean, he just comes out with, like, the most far, like, left field stuff. He said uh, Nagby is one of the best midfielders in the world. In the world. What? Yes, and I can even like pull up the tweet. And basically, basically, I was just like, "You have," the, I was like, "You have the worst opinion in footy history. It is absolute garbage, and you just spread lies and misinformation." I mean, don't get me wrong, Nugby's not a bad player. No, but he's not best in the world. No, I'm, just, I'm yeah. I hate that guy. No, that's just I'll, just. I'll just leave it there. Yeah, you hear it, Alexi? <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's I'm really shouting bizarre. you out. That is really bizarre. What a yeah. weird guy. Um, not not a fan. No. So his brother's great, though. He's a really good writer. He's fantastic. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Uh, I think going to be one good egg in that family, hasn't there? <laughs> That's right. Even a broken clock is twice is right twice a day. <laughs> oh dear! And we're getting another heat wave right now. Yet everyone is. It's just bonkers. Absolute bonkers. It's about twenty-eight degrees in the house at the moment. Oh my God. It's just and it's and it's what, ten PM. It's not nice. Ew. Ugh. It's horrible. Houses keep heating in this country. <laughs> it's just wrong. I know. And it's what? It's been up to like 33, 34 degrees today. And it's wow. getting thirty-five tomorrow um and Saturday. It eventually it does calm calm down again next week apparently, but you know. Uh, we're going to be having a horsepipe band from tomorrow, apparently. So, can't walk the garden. Nice. Big thumbs up. <laughs> sounds, sounds really fun. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the heat. Said no one ever in this country. Um, anyway. Uh, I normally would do like a, uh, a trivia question right now. Yeah. All right. I see a guess but, that player. What? But I forgot. <laughs> so um I'm just trying to think. Oh, here we let's have a look. Let's have a look at this. Uh here we go, here we go. Uh it's gonna be based on a player. Um Oh, I mean that's that no, I can't do that one. That's too cruel. I was gonna ask uh name the Ugandan who played for DC United. But he only ever made one appearance for us, so Yeah, I I hate those ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably very cruel. That's uh, Robert Sayemba. I nope. No. You played <laughs> cool. once in two thousand six and it was for twenty five minutes. Yeah, that that that's just cruel. You yeah. can't do that one. But he uh, played for Richmond Kickers. Oh fun. Yeah, and he was on oh. loan at DC United from Richmond Kickers. Okay. Yeah. There you go. That's a bit of trivia. We'll just we'll just leave it there, you know. So, uh, should we talk about the summer transfer window since that's now finally shut? Yes, we had quite mm-hmm. a bit going on. Um, I mean, other things that we've got going on today's show is there is an interview. It's been a while since we've had one of these, but uh, we've got an interview coming up very shortly after what we've just talked about in the summer window. You've still got your MLS one hundred and one this week. Yep. Um, and we're going to have hopefully some fan questions. We've got one um, sent in, but if you've got any out there whilst we're listening to this show and whilst we're doing it live, please put them in the chat. Um, Michael uh, Critchlow is watching over on Facebook. Um, just said, yes, the madness of this transfer window. I don't know how to feel. Well, let's break it down. Incomings for this window. Uh, well, Ravel Morrison... Rafa Romo, technically speaking, David Ochoa, Martin Rodriguez, Miguel Berry, Victor Paulson, and Christian Benteke. Yeah. I guess we could kind of count Taxi in there as well. He's like May. Uh, mm, technically, we could actually, yeah. 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 So, what, how many is that? Like That's eight? one, two, three, four, five, six, eight players. Wow. It's like a whole new team. That's yeah, that's pretty, pretty darn good. Ah. That's, um, it's a busy one for incomings anyway. 
departures mm-hmm. for this season, uh, uh, for, for the summer, were Edison Flores, uh, Griffin Yao, Julian Gressel, and from the sounds of it, Estrada. Looks like he's uh, his loan deal's about to end. It's coming up on transfer market that his loan deal's ended, but I've not seen anything official just yet. So take that however you want, but that doesn't surprise me that his loan deal would be ended because <laughs> he's not played since Rooney yeah. came in. So literally um, the first game, <laughs> yeah, the first game literally that. Um, so I just want to briefly talk about the outgoings first before we move on to the incomings. The fact that we lost Gressel under those circumstances um, and the fact that uh, Griffin Yao moved away and Flores moved away how do we feel about the outgoings uh, for this summer are we okay with it what do we think for sure you know the, the Gressel one uh, that just hurts uh, in a lot of ways just one how it was handled and then two he's just been a terrific uh, locker room guy fan favorite also just a fantastic performer on the pitch you know it was a shame because he did play uh, a bit with a knock uh, early in the season yeah. so you know his his performances uh, weren't exactly up there but uh, he's just a guy who just embodies a lot of that like uh dc united grit that that became so famous under olsen so uh you know it's 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 a shame seeing him go um as for the others you know uh flores you know uh that just did not pan out same thing uh or i guess with yao talented kid um I don't know uh, exactly how things are going to go with uh, over in Belgium, but you know, I, I hope he does well. I didn't quite get super hyped on the kid, uh, but you know, I, I hope he does well. You know, I, I think they were sensible choices. They were players who were very rotational uh, aside from Gressel. And um, I, I think DC has some solid talent in those spaces now. Yeah, definitely. So, like true starters, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I I feel generally the same as how Daniel feels about it. I feel like we've really pooped the bed on the Gressel situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, like I, think, the, I like the language there. That was very yeah, PG. I keeping it down. I nearly yeah. ruined it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think we really messed that up and could have been handled a lot better. Um, like Daniel was saying. The Griffin now situation, I still feel like it was too early, but, yeah. you know, it's kind of like Paredes. But, um, you know, if if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, tough, tough luck. I mean, that's about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I mean, the only bad thing about – wow, I can't even remember his name. I'm blanking so bad. Flores? Oh, my Lord. Peruvian – Striker Flores, yeah. yeah, that guy. The only bad thing about the, the DP. Flores deal, the, yeah, the designated player. My lord, <laughs> the only bad thing about that was that it didn't happen sooner. Mm-hmm. He needed to go. Um, it was not working out, and you know he had chance after chance, and it just weighed the team, and it was killing his confidence too. Yeah. So I think that was a win all around. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
So happy with the outgoings. Uh, so in terms of incomings, Ravel Morrison, what we've made of him so far. I mean, for Love me, he's, he's been been decent. I don't think he's, mm-hmm. he hasn't set the, the world alight, league alight yet, but he's only just come in. So it's going to take a few games before he gets used to uh, his role in the team, which seems to be a deep lying playmaker from what I can gather. Yeah, we were talking about that last episode, how his tempo isn't exactly like, you know, run all over the pitch and this and that. He's more like control what's happening in the game, set people up with passes, you know, making it more um, possession based rather than, you know, just running up the field and booting it. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm a fan of his. I don't think we're going to see a lot of you know crazy scoring highlights from him but he does more of the like non-statistical stuff um you know he won't get on the score sheet as much but he'll be that guy that's you know basically running the tempo of the game yeah definitely do we think people's expectations of him potentially being like a lucho costa might put people off him a little bit I mean, the thing, the thing is, is people, especially like in DC, don't really know about Ravel Morrison that yeah. much. I mean, he just mm-hmm. appeared off the grid for a bit. Um, so uh, he's he's a different player than Lucho. Um, I would say, you know, <laughs> Lucho was very noticeable because he had tricks, he had speed. Yeah. Ravel is a bit more clinical in terms of the way he plays. Um, so we shouldn't be, I don't think we should be doing a like for like, you know, they're the same player. Um, I feel like that they definitely have different skills that they give to the game. Definitely. Definitely. Um, moving on then for Daniel, uh, thoughts on uh, Rafa Roma. Obviously he's played quite a lot. Um, and his uh, performances, I would say inconsistent inconsistent but you know uh he he held it together uh against new york um i feel like that's finally like coming (laughs) coming into form with him um he just but my problem with him is uh he tends to be too acrobatic or he you know he uh tends to parry more than just grabbing at the ball he uh i think that's where a lot of these second chances come uh, is when he's behind the net and he'll, he just kind of punches balls away. Uh, but I think this time he was just way more squared up to things. Uh, there was, a, there was a late goal uh, or not a late. There was a late goal attempt, like around the 70th minute or something where uh, he got a little too, I don't know. He wasn't quite squared up on it. And uh, thankfully like the ball went wide, but again, it was sort of like he dove at it tried parrying and it just kind of rolled off. So I, you know, it's just one of those things. I prefer keepers, um, you know, who, who square up, grab the ball, like they're secure rather than a guy like Romo, who's really kind of all over the place, really, really athletic, really acrobatic, but like, ugh, you know, I, I, I like sure hands rather than someone who can just, you know, kind of be all yeah. over the place. Yeah. I mean, he also thinks he's a center back. <laughs> I was just about to I, say. Hey, that. I tell you what, if they convert him, keep him on. See, see if he's built for that. That's true. We we need it. Yeah, we really do. 
Um, but staying on the back line, we've signed uh, David Ochoa, which um, it's been a fantastic signer. Obviously, we've not seen him play yet because uh, he's still working mm-hmm. his way back to fitness. But for me, that's been a quality signing. Um, very young, very talented. Uh, lots of clubs have been after him, but we've managed to get the signature and get that sorted out. So for me, that's a a perfect sign, not just for the short and near term, but for medium long term. Mm-hmm. He could be a proper legend for the club because he seems to be eccentric, but in the right way, I want to say. For sure. So we got that one. And then we move on to Martin Rodriguez, played a couple of times. What do we think about his uh, opening appearances? Go on, Tom. Um, sure. I mean, actually, now, Daniel, Dan, you look like you were ready. He's, he's streaky. Uh, it's sort of you, you know, he's got good presence, but I don't think he necessarily, uh, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. He's hot and he's cold and like it, not just from game to game, but I think from like moment to moment within games. Um, I, I don't see or I, I'm not quite seeing uh, where things are with him yet. Yeah, I agree. I think he's like very reactive in terms yeah. of the game. He's not very consistent uh, in terms of performance. It's either like he's disappeared or it's like, oh, wow. Like the game where we came back and won, um, mm-hmm. you know, Rooney's first game, he was actually yeah. a very important part of that game. Uh, but then, you know, the next two, it's like, was it even like in the stadium? Mm-hmm. Again, let's put it as he's like Ravel Morrison, like um, Rafa Romo. They're both eight new players to the league as well. So they're going to take a little bit of time. And yeah. uh, Rodriguez still, he's been playing, but not at full fitness yet. So we've got, got to work on that with him as well. Um, one surprise one for me was, was Miguel Berry, uh, bringing him in. Um, something that I wasn't expecting um again a little bit out of left field with this one but mm-hmm. you know pretty good player um knows where the goal is um not the out and out striker we would expect to have but we don't really need that at this point yeah we already got it we've got it now but we yeah. will uh i'm going to save that for the interview part before we talk about him um about who <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah bail who yeah. Bale? I've, never even, I've never even heard of that guy. I don't even know him. Garete Bale? Some, some dude. He's, he's from some country called Wallace? Oh, Wallace? Wallace? <laughs> they put like 27 consonants in their words, like it, it, no, whatever. They remove all the vowels. So yeah, I was going to say. Every place name is. <laughs> That's how you pronounce it. If you've ever looked at like Welsh, like written, it's, uh-huh. it's absolutely absurd. It's, it's the longest place name in the world. It's just like 127 yeah. letters or something daft like that. It's just like, why? <laughs> why? But I'm not here to bash the Welsh. Um, that's offline. Um, Victor Paulson. Um, the, I had a good chat with Sean about Victor as well. Um, but I'm excited to see what he can bring. He's uh, mm-hmm. kind of that player who likes to do the dirty work. Yeah. That's good. 
That's what we need. We've been, we've been missing that that hard nosed thumping of a tackle kind of guy. Felipe. Yeah, that's literally on. It's we've, we've not had a Felipe for a little bit now, so it's good to have someone like that in there. Definitely. Um, and we can do the thunderclap for a nice landing now. <laughs> Except for Tom. Tom. Except for Tom, because he never does that. No, I'm I'm actually incredibly against it. In fact, <laughs> whenever I'm at the games and they start doing it, I just fold my arms. I just stand but, there angry. But now <laughs> so you've got petty. a reason. No, I'm not doing it. What if Victor turns it. around and says, do it? Then, yes. I'll, then I'll say, do one. <laughs> okay, okay, but what if, wow. what if Rooney tells you to do it? Rooney went the whole day. What if Rooney, he did that? Rooney wouldn't. But what if he did? I would say, Rooney, you're a Brit. You're an Englishman. You know why I'm not doing it. And then he would say, and, and okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's I'm not doing the chances it. of Wayne Nov ever coming on this podcast. Yes, yeah, our Wayne. Wayne, you are my childhood hero, but do not it's make true. me do the Icelandic clap. I won't do it. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, bef- before we have a little chat about um, Christian Benteke, the uh, the new DP, the new wonder signing, um, we're going to move over to uh, the interview that I had uh, with Sean Howe earlier on this week. Um, we're going to see what kind of the ins and outs a little bit about the transfer, how it came about, and about the other signings that we've had to this window. So let's uh, have a listen to that. Welcome back to the show, Sean. It's been what, maybe I think two, two and a half months, I think. So not too long. It's been a well, little break. It's felt like it's felt like two years for me. Oh, no. <laughs> have you been hard at work? Have you? <laughs> no, it's been a it's been a long window. It's been a long window. I can uh, can finally take a little bit of a bit of a breather, a little bit of a a deep breath. Um, obviously, we've we've had lots of movement, so. Um, yeah, we're pretty pleased, but but time to take a couple of days just to relax and sit back and evaluate and uh, yeah, move on. Yeah, it's sorry, it has been a busy window, but obviously the big thing that happened, which did happen last week, was uh, Christian Ben Benteke coming in out of left field. I want to say because I don't think anyone really took it seriously when the rumours started coming up and I think everyone was thinking it was a bit of a long shot nobody thought it would really happen at people I was speaking to anyway so first just how on earth did it happen yeah so I mean look there was obviously lots of rumours that he was going to go to Wolves and there were many clubs interested um and I'll be honest with you, it, it was kind of all happened over 10 days and it was the 10 days before the window closed. So we worked quickly on it. We worked hard on it. Um, but uh, it's one of them where, look, when any Premier League player is, is interested in coming to the States, you start to take it a little bit seriously. And um, it's a position um, that we've been looking for since last summer, to be honest with you. And, and, you know, with myself, Lucy, Dave, Stuart and, and the ownership, we didn't want to pull the trigger on anything we weren't fully happy with in that position that there was going to be a DP for us. So, you know, we, we had many that were ups and downs and it just so happens that, you know, we, we've done a lot of work on other players. But like I say, 10 days before the end of the window, it was kind of, look, this 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 is a possibility. Um 
let's do our do our full analysis let's do our full homework on on if this is right for us and um and yeah just every day progress more and more and more um and and you know thank god we got we got it done over the line in the uh, in the 11th hour it was kind of a you know i watched as a kid as you know sky sports news where yes. you know you're watching it you're watching it until the deadline officially closes and even then more news is coming in um and it was kind of one of them where we yeah we even though the window was shut we were like is it done is it done is it done? Are we, are we completed this you know what it's still waiting for the thumbs up and it was kind of like one of them where it was like oh, hey. <laughs> uh, no very very pleased uh, but it but it happened very very quick happened very quick we all took a step back and said okay is this right for us is, yeah. does this move the needle for us um and look, a player of his profile um is well sought after throughout the the entire entire world of football. Um, every agent, every club, every sporting director I talk to, it's you know what are you looking for? We tell them, they tell us, and we we end up saying, yeah, we're looking for a, a target number nine who's mobile, can hold the ball up, and, and can finish. And it's like, well, yeah, so are we. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the big thing that you mentioned there, just as you were talking, was the fact that who was rumoured um, to be joining Wolves. So the fact that we've been able to be a Premier League team, not just any, but actually a, a top 10, even European team. Just how much do, do you, for you does that mean that MLS is, as a league is coming on, but also as a club, the pulling power that we have now? Yeah, I mean, you've, you've hit the nail on the head with both of those. Um Number one in terms of the league, just the the type of player, the caliber of player that is coming to this league now. I mean, look at what Toronto have managed to do with with two signings. Yeah, I mean they're looking fierce. Um, and so you know, it, it's kind of one of them where, again, play, players like like Christian and and Bernadeschi and, and Sini, they're all wanting to come to this league, and and for for the right reasons of. You know, it's 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 a league that's growing and growing, and everybody wants to be a part of that project. Um, but secondly, the the pulling power that we we have as a club, um, certainly with with Wayne's history, uh, and certainly with what he did with Derby, and and now coming back to the club, you know, he's a, he's a legend in his own right in terms of his his playing career. Now he's starting to to build his coaching career. Um, it's it's wild the, the the pool of players we were managed to to dip, dip into um, you know to to be a little bit candid it's you know the the first two weeks he was in um, we were in the in the war room we call it mm, um, yeah. chatting through some options that we had and and look we were rooming with many many other players um, you know top top players um, yeah. and it was kind of one of them where. You know, we're saying, well, listen, is he available? And he said, well, let me pick up the phone and call him. I know him. And it's like, well, you know, usually it takes me two or three days to, to get to the contact and then, you know, get through all the all the, all the the paperwork. But, you know, he's picking up the phone and, and we're having that chat within five minutes. Um, so it makes my job a lot easier, James, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's absolutely mad. But yeah, you, you're right. He's the, Wayne's obviously got the experience. He's got, obviously all the, the right kind of contacts, the fact that he's played in the Premier League for so long. It's just, it's brilliant. So I think for me, one of the questions I know one of the fans will want to know is, one, obviously how long, 
I think you mentioned it before, he's, it took 10 days to conclude the actual deal. Is it, was he available prior to that? Is there some a name that came up previously? And to, is it, was he kind of one of our main top targets when that name did come up? I think we had a lot of top targets. I think we were, you know, the question I kept getting asked was, are we going big name signing or are we going building for the future? Um, and look, I think this is a club that will always gear towards, you know, a big name. Um, uh, you know, just, <laughs> I've already heard it, the Wayne Rooney effect, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. When he came in as a player, it, it lifted the club and you can see it throughout the league in, in a, you know, Kucho Hernandez at Columbus and Insigne and Bernadeschi at Toronto, these types of signings, they, they give you a boost. So, look, he was one of many that was always on the radar in terms of that profile um, of a striker that we were looking for. Um, I'd be lying if I said that he was, you know, it was always on the table. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, yeah. Yeah. you know, when when you have the chance to, to play under... Wayne Rooney and, and the staff and, and build and help with the project I think that's been an attraction and look we have many many players reach out to us and say look you know I'd be interested in coming um, rather than us having to do in the reaching out so so a bit of both really again yeah. you know when when it, it comes up that look he's interested um, you know it's kind of a no-brainer for us you know we, we've done our again we've done our homework and and we spoke with Wayne and we spoke with the rest of the coaching staff and, and ownership and, and amongst our, ourselves as a, as a front office. And everybody was, it was a no brainer for us. Absolutely no brainer. We could get it done. Um, you know, speaking with him, with Christian today, he's absolutely raring to go. Um, he, he, you know, you kind of, <laughs> You got to kind of rein him back a little bit because he's not allowed to do, do anything at the moment. But, but you know, we're, we're waiting for the visa. So yes. um, he's he's as hungry as ever, um, and, and he's looking forward to the to the project. Yeah, I think that's the, that's the most frustrating part of fans as well is that visa process. Is the fact that it does take a little while um, to get things through. Um, do we know roughly how long that's taken at the moment in terms of getting a visa through, or is it just a pull a number out of the air? Yeah, we're we're in the hands of the uh, English and, and US government. Um, <laughs> what I will say is that they've managed to turn over a couple of our signings pretty quickly already. Yeah, um, obviously it helps with, with the stature of of Christian Benteke and and the player that he is, being an international footballer. Um, yeah, that's always going to help. Um, so look, he's in the country. He's managed to do his media stuff today. Um, he's, he's met with the team. He's met with, with, with the coach and yeah. So look, I think timeline wise, I'd hate to put a day on it for you, for you guys. Yeah. Right. For me, I'd love to see him against Philly at home. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the day of my birthday too. So if you could, if you could, ah. you could give us a little present on that day, that'd be great. Oh. <laughs> cheeky hat trick on a on, on a debut that would be yeah tip top yeah, that, yeah birthday wish and all that yeah I mean that, that the last time I think I saw a hat trick on a debut was back when I was uh, going to the Millsbury games and Ravinelli scored a hat trick on his debut against Liverpool wow some player he was a fantastic player those were the those were the days of being a borough. Decent days of being a borough. <laughs> and listen, yeah, and I listen. I think we owe Philly one too. So that, that's the other part of it. 
indeed. Um, so previously on the on the podcast, you've talked about obviously signing players that who would get along in the locker room and complement each other. Um, so with Ben Seki, obviously said you've done your analysis, you spoke to everyone. What what do you think he will actually bring to the team in that locker room? Well, first of all, he speaks multiple languages. Um, yeah. So that's that's always a bonus. Um, but he brings the professionalism. You know, already you're seeing players, you know, looking up to to Christian. Um, so uh, again, he just the aura around the around the player. He brings a level of professionalism and a, and a level of, of of calmness amongst the group. Um, but I think he's also a good fit in the mentality of of he's a hard worker. Um, he's going to work hard for the group. He, he wants to row in the same direction as everybody else. Um, and so, you know, we, we're trying to get a real togetherness in the group, uh, again, to, to move forward together um, and, and really believe in this project that, that we've started. So, um, yeah, I think he, he brings that. He, look, he also brings on the field presence um, in terms of allowing us to play in the way that we want to. Um, but, but bring the, the goal threat, bring the, bring the physical presence that, that perhaps we, we've lacked a little bit in the box and, and going forwards of late. So again, this has been a profile that we've, we've looked for over the last year. And look, we're really happy at this point to, to get a player of his caliber in, in through the door. Um, especially given it's, it's the profile. Sometimes when you sign a, a high profile player, they may be not exactly what you're looking for, but you hope they, they hit the ground running and, and provide you with goals, assists and that sort of thing. I think, I think with, with Christian, we've really got the full package here. So, um, yeah, yeah he's, he's going to bring a lot, uh, professionalism that just, just to the young players, you know, he's already connected with, with so many of the players. So really, really pleased with, with that side of things. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I, for me, obviously speaking to you previously and actually knowing the amount of work that you guys do, and I know you guys will have done your due diligence on everything about him. So I've got no worries on that one. Um, other, other than Penteki, obviously we've had quite a busy window with both incomings and a few outgoings as well. Yeah. Um, obviously we've brought in uh, Victor Paulson in as a defensive mid midfielder, DP. We've got David Achora as well. Um, but obviously we've had Gressel, Yaman Flores, uh, outgoing um, with those incomings um, conscious effort on bringing the, and covering those positions I know we've had Bill Hamid out injured Sam so I think was that a, a Choa deal was a, a forced deal would we say to bring in cover for Bill or is it someone that we've had again had our eyes on for a little while now well what I'll tell you is I think everybody in the MLS has had their eyes on him um, yeah. <laughs> look I think it was an opportunity that that, that came to us Um and and knowing knowing the player, knowing his his ability and his qualities, knowing what kind of future he has ahead of him, as long as he takes care of what he needs to take care of, you know, um, on and off the pitch, it, it's a no brainer for us, um, an absolute no brainer for us. And and again, it's only going to drive the rest of the group, whether it be Bill, whether it be Romo, whether it be Kempin, it's just going to drive the group in the right direction in terms of. Um, competition and to, if you get the chance to bring in a young a young goalkeeper that has real promise and real quality um, you, you got to get it done and so that's that's where we were with that one um, yeah. again really really pleased you know looking towards the future and, and building in terms of we want our we want our keepers at this point to be a part of the build out um, you know we, we want them to be good with their feet um, and we want them to, to contribute heavily when we have the ball yeah 
I think we've seen Romo recently absolutely dominating sort of that coming out of the box and actually wanting the ball and passing it around and distributing them. We saw the ball over to uh, Kamani Smith at the uh, weekend against Red Bulls, which was just phenomenal. Um, So he's coming, he seems to be coming on leaps and bounds and he's making some great saves as well. Um, So competition is brilliant to see. And then Victor Paulson. So what was the thinking behind bringing, bringing him in? So Victor Paulson is one that we've tracked for six months. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we wanted to, to bring him in for six months. It just couldn't quite work out um, mm. for many reasons. But yeah, tracked him for six months. This is a guy where we absolutely love his personality. We love his his drive to be a winner. Um, he's a real lion. Um, and he's the type of character we wanted to bring into the dressing room to really um, get that... Well, get that real strength in the locker room, really gel everybody together. He's talking all the time. So he's, um, again, he's one, brings experience um, and a real locker room guy. But not only that, his quality on the pitch. A guy with with real quality on the pitch. And, and again, already you, you see it. You know, he's had his first few first few training sessions already since he's been back. Um, he's His visa and he's ready to go. So Awesome. Fit as a fiddle, um, always has been. So, you know, again, uh, just a, a great guy around around the uh, around the training ground, and someone uh, like I say that we wanted to to do for six months, but have had to wait patiently. Uh, you know, sometimes that's just the way it goes. But I think he, what you'll see is he'll be a real um, spine <laughs> in the team. You know, you know, we've really built a very strong spine in the team. Um, I think we've added a lot of quality over this summer. Um, I think we, we're all very pleased um, in terms of what we've brought in. You know, Martin Rodriguez in his his ability to improvise, not quite as fit as we'd like him to be just yet. Um, you know, I think he's he's got a lot more to give. But let me tell you, when he hits uh, when he hits full fitness, he's got a, he's got a lot to provide. Um, you know, combining with Taxi, his positional versatility. Um, and, and look, we can talk about every sign of Miguel Berry, you know, yeah. prior that in January, we inquired with Columbus to, to try and sign. It, it wasn't available at the time, wow. um, you know, kept, kept the fire alive and, and look, managed to be able to pull it off this summer. Again, a player that's really hungry to come and show what he can do. Yeah. We believe in his quality. Um, I think you saw Red Bulls in a tough physical game. He can really show his own, hold the ball up, provide an outlet for us. Um, look, I had a conversation with him after the game against Red Bull and he said, oh, I've had four games, I don't think I've played very well. And I said to him, listen, the goals will come. Yeah. What you're providing for us right now is is invaluable. Um, and, and you're providing a, a, an ability to hold the ball up um, to run in the channels and, and put in a lot of hard work defensively. So, um, look, we're, we're pleased with him. We know we've, we've got a lot more to see of him too. So we're in a good situation again with, with competition. Yeah, definitely. Um, so summer transfer, completely finished now. We're, we're done and dusted. Um, what's next? Straight back at it. Straight back on the road. <laughs> now, this is, um, this is sort of take a step back. Let's assess. Um, let's assess the window. What do we do right? What do we do wrong? How can we change things? Processes, um, you know, that that type of thing. What what are we missing? Um, and look, we won't do that 
overnight. We'll, we'll go away. We'll, we'll wait a couple of weeks. We'll assess, you know, um, a couple of us are going to maybe get a couple of days um, just to really, you know, take a step back from it. Um, so, yeah, I think it'll be evaluation of the processes, evaluation of what we've got in the squad, evaluation of, you know, uh, what's what does January look like in terms of contracts, in terms of players that, that in and out um, look at it. It's a, it's a revolving door. It's a never ending uh, cycle. Um, staying in constant contact. So the main, the main piece will be evaluation of, our, of the window and then looking ahead into January, into that window to, to honestly make sure you try and get the pieces in before, before, um, before the windows, uh, shot and before you start pre-season so you know I think it's invaluable to get players in it before pre-season so you can get a full pre-season with uh, under the system um, and look it's a new season uh, sorry a new system which I'm sure you guys have seen and it's it's pushed a little bit but the players are taking to it really well and and I think there's some real positives moving forward yeah I think we we saw a good um, direction going in that in that Red Bull game, the the compactness, the defensive play was just much much better. And I, I just think we were a bit unlucky not to take anything from that get well, take three points from that one because I think, I mean, for me, the the standout player in that game for me was Kamani Smith. Right. I think he was just phenomenal. He just seems to be considering he's a forward. He's really owning that left back. It's just. It's well, great to see. Yeah, it's a credit to him, number one, because he's had a bit of an up and down career here in DC since he was drafted. Um, and look, players fall in and out of favour. But the one thing he's never done is complained. The one thing he's never done is, is you know, sort of just take take the day off. He's he's worked hard. He's taken his medicine, gone to to you know play it loud and got his minutes. Um, and look. He, he'll play any way you want him to play. And, and I think it was, a, it was a, a real testament to his, his character in the way that he played. Um, he was asked to do the, to do the left back role. Um, but, but what I'll say, uh, you know, on top of that is it's been really refreshing with, with the new manager and, and the assistant uh, in Pete in the way that they've come in and made it very clear about how they want to play. So that allows players to, to go out and perform, you know, and, and the, the way that they they want the players to perform and in structuring and making it making it simple really. Um, yeah. But I, I I thought your your assessment of him was spot on. I thought he was great. I thought he provided a real threat. Again, he's um, he's a player that needs to maybe get a little bit fitter, um, mm-hmm. and, and then we can really look at you know giving him more minutes and and providing us a real threat because of his pace and his directness. He can be a real threat in this league. Um, yeah. And we've seen it with many other players transforming into fullbacks, the, the modern day fullbacks. So, um, uh, you know, I, I also thought Tony Alfaro was absolutely outstanding, um, considering he's coming off the back of not not playing too many minutes. Um, he was asked to step in after you know Brendan Brendan got a, got an injury. Um, again, thought he was outstanding. But I thought the whole group, you know, again taking on the amount of information they've taken on over the last three four weeks. And the amount of games they had to play last week. Yeah. Three games in, in I think, seven or eight days. Um, to, it's a tough ask for some of those players, especially young players like Jackson Hopkins. Um, you know, but they did it. They did it without complaining and they, they put in a real shift against a, a tough Rebel side that's tough to play against physically, mentally. Um, you know, and maybe, yeah, maybe a little bit unlucky to come away with 
with only a point. Um, but I thought it was a real positive in terms of the way that we defended and, and stuck together as a group and fought. Um, I think you're always going to get that in a, in a Red Bull DC game, but, um, but, but it was really nice to see, really nice to see the progress. Um, and hopefully we can, we can continue that with, with adding the pieces that we've, we've added. Yeah, definitely. It's certainly, um, for the rest of the season, it's something I think we can all enjoy that little bit more now that we've got some fresh blood in there and it's just going to be hopefully a lot more goals going forward and keeping that defensive line compact as it was at the weekend. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I think all the fans out there are going to be looking forward to the rest of the season now. So uh, yeah, just, just looking to give it a real good go to the end of the season, James, yeah. just, you know, we've got nothing to lose at this point. So let's have a real good go and let's, let's get behind the team um, as, as a fan base. And we're certainly doing everything we can to, to make a real push. So, um, you know, we've got, we got a few months left and then we can enjoy the World Cup, hopefully after a, yes. a fairly successful end to the season. Yes. And speaking on that, who you could, I mean, I'm going to know the answer to this one, but I think a few people, obviously you, you work for DC United, you spent a lot of time over in the States, but when it comes to that England USA game on, I think it's on Black Friday, how torn are you going to be? Yeah. I'm, uh, so listen, I'm in a, I'm in a group chat with all, all my English friends that are here in, in the US, Atlanta and, and some of the other places I've been. And, you know, we're texting before the draw and, and all they kept saying was, I can guarantee you we will draw the US. Um, and, and, you know, it, it happened um, and they were spot on. And look, there's absolutely no doubt I'm 100% on, on the English side. And, and, and it's a lot, it's a lose-lose for me, to be honest, or for yeah. us, English guys or English natives in, in the US in that if we win, we should have won. And if we lose, you know, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to pinch for a, a good, you know, year or maybe even four. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll so, never hear the end of it because it's in, in the USA, the next World Cup. So, you know. It's, it's just a disaster, if you ask me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a disaster. But there you go. It, that's football. Well, in Georgia yeah. occasion, I'll, you know, whether I'll be in the States or the UK, we'll see. Um, yeah. or, or any other part of the world for that matter. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, uh, let's wait and see. But uh, yeah. yeah, come, come on in, bro. Is it coming home? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's end it there. That's yeah, listen, it's come home for the women. Uh, I think it's yeah. time. I think it's time it comes home for the men as well. And look, congratulations to women. They deserve that as well. They, you know, 100%. very, very proud of that one. Um, they deserve every bit of credit for that. So hopefully the, the men can follow on that one. Fingers crossed. Um, so th- thank you again for the time um, that you've taken today and all the hard work that you've been putting into expanding the squad and getting the right people in. Um, and yeah, I will hopefully speak again soon. No, I appreciate your time, James. Thanks for having me on again. It's uh, always a pleasure. And um, hopefully we'll see you over here again soon. Uh, seeing the boys live. Fingers crossed. So nice. what did you make of that? Well, I thought well, he was right he on every point. <laughs> Especially that misguided on one point. But otherwise, everything else is spot on. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. that. It was such such a good time to be able to just to sit down and chat with them. Obviously, this time virtually. But, you know, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. So, um, as I said before we went into that interview, Christian Benteke, are we happy? Yes. Too early to say, but I'm I'm 
I'm jazzed <laughs> about it. After watching some of his sizzle reels, uh, I, I want to say we got some good stuff coming here. It's that overhead kick that he uh, scored for Liverpool against Man United. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure we won that game three to one. <laughs> Just still, saying. Still. <laughs> but still, he, he's, that, he's that quality. Was a quality goal, that one. Um, I, yeah. think, I think. Heather, who's a member of DC UK, um, I think she's a little bit excited about Christian uh, coming over and playing for us, considering she's a Palace fan as well. So she's just done. She's just done this in the chat. Yes. (laughs) In in capital letters with I mean, is that five exclamation marks? Yeah, five. Just slightly yeah. excited. I'm particularly heartened, you know, sort of seeing a lot of the uh, Twitter comments from Crystal Palace uh, supporters basically being like, you know, take care of them. You know, yeah. we, we're going to miss them, all that. So, yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. It's, it's bit, better than, than the other. Yeah. Because they were bitter, <laughs> to say the least. Um, right. Shall we have a little uh, review of the Red Bull game? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, so stats-wise, uh, obviously we drew nil-nil. Um, it's our first clean sheet in 13 games. Yeah. Props to Romo. Yeah, props to Romo for doing that. He, he had a very good game. Uh, possession, we had 627 compared to their 37.3 which I think is one of the highest we've had all season mm-hmm. um, but we did only have four attempts on goal which was yeah. fewer than I thought I thought we had a, a few more but there we go so they had 13 uh, so they were trying to shoot as much as possible um, we had two on targets they only had one so you know they weren't that accurate uh, two offsides to their one, 13 fouls to their 17, and XG was 0.3 to 0.7. So, yeah, a point was probably fair enough in the end with this one. Um, things that I noticed anyway, which I think I predicted last week about this week's game, uh, sorry, the weekend's game, was the game would have been broken up by a lot of fouls because the referee, I think, averaged at like 24, 25 fouls a game. So, mm. Yeah, uh, wasn't particularly too pleased about that, but I thought we looked, we looked, we certainly looked better at the back. And Taxi had the clearest chance of the game with twenty three point two three percent. So, what did you guys make of it? I mean, Tom, you were you at this one? No, I was not at this one. Um, I I did watch though. I did get the chance to watch it. Um, I, I actually thought, you know, some people look at a 0-0 game and they're like, uh, like nothing happened. But I actually found it to be quite a good game. Uh, Devin had a really good bit on during the broadcast, you know, that, um, you know, after a while during the game, you eventually start playing footy because most of it was just tackle after tackle. Mm-hmm. It looked like it looked like they were just trying to take each other out the whole game. Um, the player I was most impressed with, which I think we can all agree is uh, Kamari Smith. Um, he just looked fearless. Mm. He, he was just, you know, very headstrong going in. Um, yeah, I was, I was really impressed and, I, you know, for as long as we need it, I think he'll be very 
very helpful in that position. Definitely. Uh, Daniel, what did you make of it? Um, who was your standout? Um, man, it's, you know, it's always taxi. Uh, he is a guy out there who, um, I don't know. He's a Rooney type. Like, you know, he's, he's an attacker, but like if he can get stuck in and get the ball back, like he's absolutely going to take that chance. Uh, he had a fantastic opportunity, um, late in the game, but, uh, unfortunately skied the, uh, shot a bit, but, um, no, he's, he's just, I, I love him to death, you know, especially, especially like sort of in the circumstances team is having, um, yeah, and and I think it, you know, you you sort of look at a lot of the talk that was going on about him being a poor locker room presence. That hasn't happened at all uh, since he's gotten here, and he's he's in a tough situation uh, with this team. But the fact that he's still out there, just putting in, you know, just just dogged work, I I love it. Um, another one, yeah, it's it's weird. There's also some uh, Kamarni Smith. Uh, uh slander going around um about him and i don't know it's it's sort of weird because Why? yes uh, he's he's a guy playing a a completely different position than yeah. what he's used to and i think there's there's some revelations to uh the sean howe interview that that sort of gives some insight into his situation how he's come along and, and how he's responding to, to everything this is a team you know you could easily pack it in uh, I, I don't think they are. I think someone could see a zero zero uh, against New York as as packing it in. But uh, no, this is a team that's that's still grinding it out. They're still going getting after it. Uh, and I, I still don't think that there's going to be a chance to recover for a playoff run. Mm. But I think this team's going to keep fighting. And I, I, I give props for that. Yeah, I think uh, Rooney himself won't give up until it's mathematically impossible. He's, he's just not that kind of guy. You look at and what even he did then. Derby. I mean, yeah. even then, yeah, he'll still want to go out on high. He, he's mm-hmm. just that kind of guy. So I don't think there's anyone better place to have as our head coach right now than Wayne Rooney. You, see, you, look, you look at what he did with Derby and the situation he was under and yeah. how close he was to actually getting them out of that relegation. Props to him. Absolutely and the connection, the the fact that he could just be like, yeah, I know Christian. I can just call him. <laughs> I love that line so much. It's better than uh, Lasada just calling up any jabroni he knew from, <laughs> I mean, from Belgium uh, from his playing days. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and, and so I will. I will take uh, calls to Benteke and, and the like uh, for sure. I I just love that so much. Oh, oh that tickled me though. The fact that you just said, <laughs> "Yeah, was, we we're on the phone after five minutes rather than three days." Like, it usually takes me. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I'm I not, go, all right. Yeah, sweet. That's the again. That's the kind of guy that you need as your head coach. So yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, it wasn't a disappointing result. In all honesty, that uh, against the Red Bulls, it could have been a lot worse. Um, I was fearing a lot worse, even though I did predict. I, I think I, I predicted the draw last week. You did. You said one to one, and I did. Uh, Daniel and I said three one and two nil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, 
let's move 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 on to uh, this week's game then, uh, which is the New England Revolution away at Gillette Stadium and Foxborough. Um, if that's how you pronounce it, I mean, I would normally go Foxborough. Uh, Foxborough. Foxborough, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 7.30 kickoff on Saturday evening um, for you guys on the East Coast. Uh, 12.30 uh, kickoff in the morning for us guys in the UK and then wherever else you are in the world. Um, I know Belgium will be 1.30. Daniel, for you, it's 6.30 as uh, as it seems to be mm-hmm. kind of quite consistently at the moment. Um, head-to-head-wise, it's very close like it was against uh, Red Bulls it's 35 wins for New England uh, 39 wins for us and 16 draws Revs are unbeaten in 11 at home against DC United so we've not won since 2013 so great yep just a just a little bit of a bad place for us to go to uh, they Revs have beaten Orlando last weekend 3-0 uh, which ended a six game winless run so mm. They're, they're, they're back into winning ways they've kept three clean sheets in a row for the first time since 2015 so defensively they're due to concede um, and as I said previously the 0-0 draw for us ended a 13 game run without a clean sheet and it's our second of the season can you name the previous clean sheet? Uh, the first game of the season Yeah, we won 2 nothing. I think Against three nothing against Orlando, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. that inaugural game. <laughs> they were so bitter about that defeat. <laughs> so I think I was, was like, they got us back for that. So they did get us back. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But yeah, they were incredibly bitter about that one. Um, key players for uh, New England: Gustavo Bo, um, mm-hmm. who's on the questionable list um, in terms of injuries. So fingers crossed, he's actually out. Uh, Carlos Hill, um, who's a midfielder, and their new DP Giacomo Vrioni, um, who is a centre forward, who they signed from Juventus. So. Touch, talks about the uh, caliber of play that they signed there. They've got someone in who was on the under twenty two initiative, which is Dylan Barrero, who's uh, again on the questionable list. Um, so that's their sort of their key players. Um, what do we reckon? Um, they've got obviously Bruce Arena, um, who obviously DC fans know very well from his time at the club. Difficult stadium for us to go and play. I think it's uh, fake grass, isn't it? They have there because it's NFL. Yes, stadium, and it's about it's like forty minutes outside of Boston. So yeah, that's that's an absolutely wretched place to play for sure. So what do we what do we reckon? What's what's going to be the key thing for us this weekend to try and get three points? I feel like. I feel like, you know, we're still we're going to improve in terms of performance. Uh, New England is kind of leaky in terms of they score, but they also get scored on a lot. I think that goal difference is one, um, you know, which is obviously much better than ours. But still, yeah, the the thing for me is, you know, different. We're a different team at this point. We're going to play better. I still don't know if we're going to be checking in that win column just yet. But I think, you know, going away, playing on 
that horrible field and that horrible stadium for that horrible owner. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm just I'm just getting deep. Uh, yeah, it's it just all no. I know horrible. exactly what you're saying. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't really see us going there and taking a win. I would love to be surprised. Um, I'd probably go for like a two-one or one-two. Yeah, as a bay. You know, mm-hmm. like we 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 put we put a mark on the game, but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if I can see us coming out with a win just yet okay okay daniel what do you think um i i want to say if bo's healthy he's playing mm, uh, it's gonna be rough uh i just think it's gonna be a rough game overall i don't think dc is gonna quite quit or anything on it but i think it's just gonna uh, you you've got new england playing for a lot right now they're just outside of the playoff spot uh they they need points and they're going to be hungry. So I, I'm i not quite as optimistic as Tom, but uh, I think I think he'll be 2 nothing. New England will okay. go away with it. Oh, fair enough. I think for me, it's... I think I agree with Tom in terms of it's going to be a tough game, but I think we're going to keep improving. Um, I think the way we played at the weekend gives us a, that little bit of optimism um, about our defensive play. Um, it's been a, such a weak point um, throughout our entire season so far. Um, it's nice to see. You're right, it is a tough place to go to. It is a horrible pitch to play on, um, which might mean that we don't see Nahar this weekend because mm-hmm. obviously his record with his knees and things like that. Yeah. So I think he might well be rested. Um, but we've played a few games under Rooney without Nahar and he's been on the bench so you know we've done alright there I, I, I'm going to go for another 1-1 one, one this weekend just 1-1s for the rest of the season oh yeah, yeah. yeah why not <laughs> keep keep knocking up those goals ever so slightly until Ben right. Techie gets his visa then, then it's a whole different then, yeah exactly mm-hmm. then it's win 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 oh yeah getting all those dubs but then we've got uh, Paulson this weekend That'll be good. Yeah. I'll be interested to see how he gets on and how he's many... gonna get he's gonna get some scrapes on that turf. Yeah. But then saying that he's Icelandic, so he's probably used to those kind of pitches. Fair. Didn't think about that. Yeah. I reckon he'll get a yellow card within the first thirty seconds. Oh, I'm he's definitely just flies in with a, within the tackle. Definitely getting a yellow that game, for oh. sure. I reckon we'll get quite a few yellow cards in that game. Uh, I hope so because then you know it's they've gone they've gone aggressive. If we have him and we have Alfaro on the pitch, uh, we might get a red. Yeah, yeah we'll probably get a red. Honestly, <laughs> like a first uh, half red. I know. Now what will happen is Romo will be uh, playing centre back. I think he's playing centre back. His natural position. Up. Yeah, and then and then <laughs> think I need to slide tackle here and then get himself sent off. Yeah. Oh man, I'm just I'm just waiting for him to do what uh, Cellini did, but you know, outside the box, where he just volleyballs it down. But <laughs> that was that, insane. Uh, and at that point, like I would be like, uh, Romo should only get a yellow because yeah. Cellini. <laughs> yeah. Like I but don't want to point fingers, but. But then Cellini wasn't the last man. 
No, but he jumped up and he volleyballed it. He, he went did. like this. He spiked it. <laughs> Absolutely. Completely different sport. Yeah. And then and then he played his innocence. I was like, what? Literally caught red-handed. Two two red hands. Yeah. It's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. And funny enough, I was watching like Sky Sports News the next day and they were doing a piece on uh, beach volleyball. <laughs> They're like, oh, we haven't covered that in a while. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's do it. So that was quite entertaining. Um, so, Daniel, you're going for the defeat. You're not quite mm-hmm. quite as confident. Tom, what was yours? I'm going for the uh, defeat but emotional win. Uh, so losing two to one. Okay. Uh, so it's a... Basically, you repeated last week. <laughs> last week. I think we've literally yeah. all gone for the same. Yeah, yeah. I think. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we one of us one of us could be right. I hope it's me. I hope. I hope. I hope actually, no. I hope we're all wrong. I have. I hope. And, and <laughs> oh. that would be nice. We're gonna lose five mil now. No, no, don't. <laughs> oh. That will be all right. Nah. Uh, I, I'm cautiously optimistic for a draw. I think I think I'll be happy with a draw, especially with the way things are, um, and the fact that it's New England and we've not won there since 2013. So, mm. yeah. Um, Daniel. Yeah. I need to switch you over to this side. <laughs> then switch you down to, and then put me and Tom down there. And then, and then I need to play the VT. I miss that music. Daniel, <laughs> what this week's hot topic? Yeah, so uh, pretty appropriate that we had All-Star Weekend. Um, it's not a complicated topic to get into, but there's an interesting history with Major League Soccer and the All-Star Game. Uh, and so I think it's it's worth it to kind of get into that and, and talk about uh, kind of the quirky little history to the game. So I can jump right into it. This is, this is very much me speaking to a hypothetical uh, okay. European um, who just joined you know, the DC UK supporter group and, yep. and, you know, wants to know about this all-star game. So that's kind of the perspective that this is coming from. Cool. So should we get Tom to do the countdown? Cause he's got a stopwatch at the ready. Three, so with- two, one. If there's one thing you'll learn about Americans is that we grew up with an unhealthy obsession with finding out who is the best of the best. We have developed super groups like the justice league, Audio Slave, The Dream Team, the list goes on. Following that belief, a uniquely American thing in our sports culture is the All-Star Game. These annual matches take the best players of their leagues and pit them against each other. In our leagues, we typically split up these All-Star teams between East and West in the NBA, NFC and AFC in the NFL, AL and NL in Major League Baseball. Major League Soccer just celebrated their All-Star Week, but their format has undergone, undergone an evolution over the years. The All-Star Game concept isn't complicated, but there's a unique history to how MLS has used the game to market the league and showga- showcase its progress. So we'll get one thing out of the way. 
all-star games tend to be nothing more than marketing stunts. Sure, you have all the best players facing off against each other, but the games tend to be glorified friendlies. You won't ever see the players giving 100% all of the time in these matches. Major League Baseball used to have their all-star game determine home field advantage during the World Series, but that rule uh, went away in 2017. So what's with the story of Major League Soccer? It's a story of experimentation. It began as a traditional East versus West affair, but the format changed frequently until 2005 when MLS faced mighty Fulham and summarily dismantled London's oldest professional football club. From 2005 to 2019, MLS used an All-Stars versus Europe format. This format is the longest running at 15 consecutive years. Some of the clubs that made the trip over to the States for this game include Chelsea, Juventus, Manchester United, Arsenal, Real Madrid, and Bayern Munich. Uh, Manchester United holds a couple of records against the All-Stars. They have visited twice, more than any other team, and they handed us two of our worst defeats, a 5-2 in 2010 and a 4-0 in 2011. Taking a step back, though, the first All-Star game was played on NFL grounds at Giants Stadium in the summer of 1996, and players were handpicked exclusively by coaches and their staff. This continued the following year, and then in 1998, Garber got on the juice and thought, okay, we have these American players, and we have these international players. I'm obsessed with comparing American soccer to the rest of the world, so here's what we're going to do. MLS American All-Stars against MLS World All-Stars. It's going to be great. Well, it wasn't great. The American All-Stars won 6-1 against their international counterparts, and that format was never used again. The league went back to the East and West format from 1999 to 2001, and then they flirted with the guest invite format before going to the MLS versus Europe format. One notable game in the short-lived series was MLS All-Stars versus the U.S. men's national team. This game in 2002 featured the likes of Tim Howard, Taylor Twellman, Marco Echeverri, and Carlos Bocanegra lining up for MLS. And the national team featured Ed- Eddie Pope, Jeff Aguse, Landon Donovan, and John Harks. This national team selection had a bunch of D.C. United guys on it. And that's mostly to do with the fact that Bruce Arena was the coach for the national team, and he had just finished coaching with D.C. United four years prior. It turned out to be a surprisingly good game, and the MLS All-Stars took a 3-2 victory, and Marco Echeverri was awarded the game's MVP. Washington, D.C. has hosted only two of the 26 total All-Star games, but they are, all slated, they are slated to host in 2023 at Audi Field. The All-Star Game is such an incredibly American thing, but MLS seems poised to make the format go worldwide little by little. The past two All-Star Games have featured the best of the MLS against the best of Liga Emekis. These two games turned out to be competitive matches. While an opponent is not yet decided for 2023, Don Garber hinted at yet another change to next year's game. There's a new League's Cup in the work, and that, that will feature MLS teams facing off against Liga Emeka's teams. In an interview with ESPN's Taylor Twelman, Garber said, I'm not sure we need uh, that for our All-Star game. You have the Campionas Cup coming up in September in New York, so we'll see what next year in Washington, D.C. looks like when D.C. United hosts. And that's it. That is the history of the All-Star game. Oh, get that. Look at that. <laughs> bish, bosh, bosh. Very cool. Well done, Daniel. That was that great. Was awesome. I actually really enjoyed that. 
Yeah. yeah. I like that little history lesson. Hey, that's why I'm here. That's so cool that uh, the MLS All-Stars played the U.S. national team. Like, I actually, I love that. That's brilliant. I, I kind of want to look and see if there's, like, a video of it on, like, YouTube or something. I'd love, because, man, that early, like, 2002 to 2010, like, national teams were just, like, so beloved. And, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had some players. Yeah, yeah, that's brilliant. I I kind of hate that uh, Man United is the one to get the worst defeats. <laughs> like that's that's our great accomplishment of the last <laughs> twenty years. <laughs> like, oh, oh man, throw me in front of a bus, please. No, it was no. Actually, it was Manchester United that beat the uh, All Stars. So terrible. oh, I know. I'm I'm just saying oh, okay. that I hate that's that. that that's great. That, that's our give, like yeah. greatest. <laughs> that's like our you, greatest. I, I didn't even mean it like that. I was just like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw Tom some stuff here because I know he's been going through some he's stuff. Hurting. <laughs> he's hurting. But obviously my like, retweets. There's there's no turning that around. I'm 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 scared for you now. <laughs> yeah, uh the season will be even worse than last. Um Eric 10 months is probably gonna be Eric <laughs> 10 weeks. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking forward to the season, but that's cool. I, I have wow. seen. Um, I have. I have seen Manu play in the U.S. before, which has been great. They came over here to Maryland. Um, it was at RFK, so it was absolutely nice. a horrible experience. Um, <laughs> it, it was terrible. It took two hours to get there, uh, an hour to park. Uh, you know, games 90 minutes. Then it took an hour and a half to leave parking Ooh. and then two hours to get home. Nice. It yeah. was a full day event then. It, it was completely not worth it. Uh, I've never been so disappointed in my life. <laughs> and you're a Man United fan and you're saying that? Well, I think a lot of Man United fans are disappointed right now. Yeah. I, th- I think that's just a common trait we all have. Oh, I, you know. <laughs> So you, that you chose you. that you chose. Did you choose the team, or was that forced upon you? Forced upon me, mm. as a child. Yeah, you still got the chance to change. Nah, I can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's too difficult. <laughs> you could never change. Yeah, I used to have relatives that used to, because we just have like a very large family all over England. So they all had their different teams, and every Christmas I would get like seven kits from like seven different teams of them trying to convince me to switch over. So I have like ones from when I was a kid of like a Chelsea Jersey, a Liverpool Jersey, uh, Ipswich, um, Blackpool. Uh, who else? Blackpool. Uh, Celtic. Oh. And oh, and Norwich. Uh, Ipswich and Norwich. Yeah. Oh, they must hate each other. Yeah. Um, that, that's an interesting part. So my uncle actually used to be the uh, team doctor at Ipswich when they were in the Premier League. And uh, he then started his own practice and ended up becoming the shirt sponsor for a while. Nice. Uh, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. I've been trying to get one of those shirts nice. for like years now. But now it's Ed Sheeran. So, um, Why? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just his tour dates on the it's front just, of the shirt. I'm just like, <laughs> sorry. Um, Notts County last season had uh, Jake Bug. Yeah, like, <laughs> what? Well, it's like, oh, come on. <sighs> just 
Let's have some hoarding. Sponsor the hoardings. Don't put your name on the shirt. I'd, I'd rather be sponsored by like Jewel at that point. Like, <laughs> I'm just so over it. Um. So, what was your uncle's sponsor? What did he? Hold on. I gotta see what it's called. Do you know roughly roughly the year? Um, early two thousands. Early two thousands. That's unless it's TXU Energy. Nope. Nope. Uh, sorry, just looking on classic football shirts, seeing if there's right. anything on there. I'm now I'm trying to I'm trying to find it. I bet I could ask him, but it's eleven thirty over there now. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Who'd have thought that, eh? Uh, Peter. Howard, well, his yeah. his name is uh, Peter Woods. His name. Oh, is it Marcus? Oh no, that's Marcus Evans. I've just seen. Yeah, there's nothing on classic football shirts at the moment. Then I'll find it and I'll send it no. to the group chat. Yeah. Why not? Thanks. Cool. Anyway, that's. Well, we have one fan question, so we'll go with that one. Victor, uh, over on Instagram, who sent the question in, asked, that's not really a nice question, but we're going to have to do it. Who will finish lower? Washington Spirit in NWSL or DC United? Oh, I haven't followed closely enough. I've watched I've watched a bit, but... Yeah. Wait, didn't they just win the title? Yes. Yeah. Um, for those of you who might not be as close um, to it as what well, you really are over here as diehard fans of DC stuff uh, Washington Spirit is the uh, women's team of Washington uh, they play in the NWSL um, a couple of years ago and possibly even last year a lot of the games were broadcast on Twitch so I was able to watch a few which is quite nice yeah um, I mean, oh wow they, they are bad oh dear mm-hmm. They have one win? No, that can't be right. Surely not. That's really bad. What's interesting is... One win all season. 16 games. Uh, bless, you, bless you to draws. those. Bless you to those who are still going. Because that's crazy. <laughs> that's not... That can't be right. They have one win. One yeah. win. They have um, they have draws. Dennis Rodman's daughter on the team, Trinity yep. Rodman, who is fantastic. Yeah, um, I hope she decides to do one of his hairstyles because they are iconic. Uh, but maybe wait until the team's doing a little bit better to do that. Yeah, because that's that's shocking. <laughs> that's that's something that Gen Z doesn't have. They don't have that Dennis Rodman experience that would that like yeah ruled the 90s yeah oh yeah absolutely you see a bit of it in the last dance um but I think he needs his own documentary yeah Mm -hmm. Spirit also have Drew Scundridge as uh, missus okay really didn't know that Andy Sullivan huh do you not know that Ah, there you go yeah uh, da, da, da. and I'm trying to think of the other sort of sort of bigger name players that they've got Kelly O'Hara yeah um, love her she's great I mean they've had Sam um, of the, the sort of the past years then there's Rose Lavelle as well yeah mm-hmm. 
Um, Probably hurts not having her anymore. Yeah. yeah she's, she's on Man City now, I think. I think so, yeah. That's uh, a quick Rose Lavelle. Unless she moved on from there, but I remember her signing for them. Uh, who are they? Uh, the Rain? Oh. Uh, In, uh, from Seattle? Yep. That's I don't know what, what does OL stand for? Um, An OL oh Rain. Yeah, this is uh, this is an exciting end to the show. <laughs> I was just uh, yeah, googling. Ah, uh, all right. The OL Group is the company who owns it, and they also own Olympic Lyonnais. That's it, Olympic France. Lyonnais. So it's the Olympic Group Rain. All right. Cool. There you go. Um, so yeah, that's wrapping things up. So actually, no, we actually haven't answered the question: who's going to finish lower? Yeah, uh, <laughs> they will, I guess. Yeah, that's that's like 2013 DC United level. Uh, that's really bad. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, girls. Still support. Yep, hundred percent, hundred percent. So cool. That's the end of the show really and we've not had any other questions come in so just remember if you do want to get your questions answered feel free to drop in live whilst we're broadcasting or get them sent in before we go live and we'll get them answered on the show um do come and join us over at dc uk for all these sort of builds up to the games and just some great chat with fellow dc united fans just head over to dcunitedkingdom.com forward slash membership and make sure you just follow us on all the socials um which daniel where can people find you Oh man, Professor DC UK, uh, gonna be getting real hot when uh, USA defeats England. So I'm I'm excited for it. I mean, I think you're living in dreamland. That's what I'm gonna say. Dragons getting stronger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can find me mainly on Twitter at DC United. Uh, what am I saying? DC UK <laughs> unfiltered. Um, where I will mostly be posting depressing tweets about my football teams and getting in fights with Alexi Lawless because I hate him. Uh, so that's it from me. There you go. Um, yeah, and if you haven't followed me, you'll see just down there. Um, that's that's my handle on Twitter. Um, but there's Facebook and Instagram, which I, if you're what. You know Michael Critchlow, who's uh, joined in on the chat, has been watching over on Facebook. So thank you for that. Um, anything else that we want to say before we end the show? Shout out Mount Pleasant. <laughs>